CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey guys, this is Jen and Julian. You are listening to episode 36 of X Appeal. All right, so, so Julian, you didn't sleep very well uh, last night because... I have old men problems. Tell me. I have old men problems. Nothing. I, after the break, I went back to boxing the way I usually do. And uh, mid-session, I like crumbled on the ground because my lower back just started hurting. And then after uh, a week, now it's radiating in my glute. So, um, <laughs> you know, my, my, having a, my dad's a spine surgeon, so... I grew up hearing that stuff. Like I grew yeah. up hearing him tell his friends or patients or people over the phones like, oh, if that's the, yeah, you have a sciatica or you might have like uh, either a pinched nerve or I think it's like, um, it's uh, like uh, a disc, basically a disc in your lower back that kind of gets out of place and then it starts touching the nerve. So that's what happens. So that is, I've had, I, I think I've had like a little bout of sciatica during pregnancy and that was awful. So, oh yeah. Oh Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like and it comes and goes. Go away as it comes and goes. But it's like kind of unpredictable. So it's I know, like, I know. I've 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 looked at uh, some some stretches to do, and then in it's complicated in the U.S. because like I you know I need I want to go see this. There's this one surgeon in LA that that I've seen a few times that he's really good. Um, it's like, you can't just go see him. Like I have to go, I have to like see my primary doctor first. So I made an appointment with him, with her today. And then I'm going to go tomorrow, get my primary care physician. And then she has to send me a referral to go see the surgeon. So then I get my referral, but I've already scheduled my appointment. That way I don't have to wait. And then you have to go get your MRI, but to go get an MRI, you need to get the referral as well. So it's just, everything's referral. Aye. You know, otherwise you pay like if you want to be fully like covered or something, you need referrals for everything. Welcome, welcome to, uh, to the United States. Yeah, know. I know. Aren't you happy to be a, an official citizen now? Yeah, well, I actually sent my my passport application yesterday. Finally. Oh, good. Yep. Because I didn't realize I can't travel. What do you mean? Well, they took my green card, right? So my green card is what I come. I used to come to the U.S. Oh, so I can't leave. Oh shit. Huh? I said, Oh shit. So that, so that means no more tropical vacays for you. Well, I can, I can go back to Europe. I can use my French passport, but I'll have an issue coming back in the U S cause they'll be like, be like, where's your passport, bro? Where's your, you know, you can't use your French passport to come here. Yeah. So, um, hopefully in three weeks. Um, so I, there's a new member of the Lammers Keller Household. Oh, you got a you got another dog? No. A cat? Uh, oh, you got a cat. Nope. His name is Frank. Okay. A uh, turtle. Nope. And he is a fiddle leaf fig tree. Oh, oh my God. You got me all excited for nothing. Well, no, that's not it's not nothing. Because let me tell you, I think it's gonna be tougher to take care of this fucking tree than it is my own son. Wait, it's a if it's a fig tree, you said? 
fit, it's a fiddle leaf fig. Oh, fiddle leaf. So okay. fiddle because the leaves look like fiddles. I don't and know what a fiddle is. The most fickle motherfuckers. I that th I could have bought. I didn't realize that this was going to be a nightmare, but apparently it's going to be because as soon as I posted that I got a new fiddly fig, all these people started coming out of the woodwork. Like I got so many DMs, they were like, "Ooh, mine died after like five days," or "Ooh, you know, you got you better spray water on it every month," uh, or the or the pores are going to clog and it's going to wilt up and die, or uh, you know, water it water it every week. Don't water it every week. Like. I don't know what to do anymore. And 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 I've discovered there's this like underground network of fiddle leaf fig owners who probably take pictures of their tree and yeah. touch themselves to it at night. I don't really know, but it's like I'm I'm a member of a new family. So And uh is it gonna make figs? Do you wanna know how much this plant costs? It does not make figs. It is not fruit bearing. I don't even get anything out of this. So why'd you get it? Because it looks pretty. And and you say I'm assuming it's it's not within the hundred dollar type of trees. No. No. How much does it cost? Higher. How much? Just just guess. Five hundred. Higher. You. Eight hundred. Yeah. You spend eight hundred dollars on a tree that is going to die it. next week. Oh, we don't know that. I'm going to do everything in my living power to keep this tree thriving. It even has a little soil gauge that turns white if it, the soil's too dry. I feel and like there's, a, there's a whole plant doctor team that you get to call in case of like emergency. Really? See a brown leaf? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're always on standby. Do you, uh, does the tree need health insurance? It's already full coverage. It's already yeah. full coverage. Yeah, I hope so for $800. Yeah. Was that EDD money? <laughs> That sounds like it would be. That's the type of shit you buy with EDD money. Honestly, it's like. <laughs> yes. It was. It's alive, and it, it needs like full, indirect sunlight. Right. Oh, so, how simple. Yeah. How simple. Wait, did you get EDD while you were pregnant? I guess so, because you. Can't I'm wait. trying. I still haven't gotten a dime of money. Since when? When did you apply? I applied months ago. Like months. during COVID. Yeah. But you were still kind of employed, no? I mean, so I don't get any money from my company. Um, all the money that I do get for leave comes from the state. Mm. And they have been total assholes because uh, they need all this paperwork that I filled out already. And I submitted it and everything was fine. Then they, they rejected me and said they needed one form for my doctor to sign. So she signed it. I sent it back and hopefully that will be enough, but it's not like they asked for any routing and account uh, information, so I must be getting, I guess I'll be getting checks. Yeah, we'll I guess you got, might get checks. Because for EDD, if it's, is it EDD that does it? Yeah. Oh, no, they'll send you um, um, a card. What do you mean a card? You're going to get like a, a, a debit card from Bank of America, and uh, they'll deposit money in that account every, every two right. weeks or whatever. Yeah. Because when I wouldn't drink COVID and I wasn't employed, that's what they do. They send you a debit card and every every two weeks you get that allowance in your debit card. And then you can use a debit card to pay or you can just go to the bank, get the cash out and then deposit in your own account. I not know that. Okay. Well, I'll be yeah. on the lookout for, uh, was it a Visa card? Whatever it is. Yeah, it's like some, on, but the one thing about this card that sucks is one day I made a purchase with it and then I 
got a refund on the purchase. Yeah. And um, for some reason, that card, if you get refunds on it, it blocks it and then you can't use it. Like okay. blocked. So I remember I wasn't able to use it for like two weeks because I would go to Bank of America and Bank of America is like, well, it is a Bank of America card, but it's actually more of a government thing. So you have to call the government and then you try to call the government and you're on hold for eight hours. Yeah. So... Can I just make one observation? It is so so very clear that both of us are doing this podcast in our respective kitchens. <laughs> oh yeah, it's true. But you change. You change your 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 thing. Listen, I can't close I can't close the blackout shades that I have in the living room now be, to block the the Gee. from being backlit because of fucking fiddle leaf fig. So I had to change the entire operation of this podcast. Oh wow. In my home. I know, yeah. yeah, and that's the only place where I get direct light. So if, if not, yeah. I'm like this. It's like half half shaded. Apartment living. Um, so okay, tree, so we should let's call the tree uh, Ethan two. Oh, God. Ethan two. Ethan two. Yeah. He's the other child that I'll have. So this is it for me. You know, I I try to have one plant, and I I just don't like it. So I have a cactus. Yeah, big cactus, the driest. Uh, yeah, and I water it once every. Honestly, whenever I remember, which is once every two months, and yeah. uh, so far it's still good. Yeah, so it, it, you would actively have to try to kill this thing for it to die out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so let's get to what we are here for, which is. <laughs> I'm totally unprepared for this one, by the way. So, what's the topic? It's all. Good. It's all sometimes those make the best podcasts, right? Yeah. The topic, Julian, in case you had forgotten, is, is can you genuinely be happy for an ex? And I thought about this for and two I reasons. I feel like your answer is no. Well, let, before, we, before we hop into it. The answer is no. no. <laughs> the reason that I, <laughs> that I thought about this, I hate whatever, by the way, I hate whenever you're like, is it yes or is it no? Like it's like some black and white, like, no, just like tell me now. Is it yes or is it a no? You can't answer. Life doesn't work like that, Julian. Life does not work in yeses and nos and mm -hmm. black and white and there's many gray areas. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I thought about this because I recently found out that my ex-husband has had a baby with his new wife. Okay. And, and I obviously like a bunch of feelings came up. I was like, okay, um, not that, not that I wanted to have a baby with him because I, I definitely actively tried not to have a baby with him because I knew it was, gonna, it was not going to last. Yeah. Um, but it definitely brought to mind like, you know, I'm what almost, when did I get a divorce? Like 2013. So Sorry. I'm almost like 10 years out from a divorce yet. I'm still not happy for him. Like you you feel like, okay, well that's great. You know, good for you. Congratulations. What's mm -hmm. done is done. Um, and it's been 10 years, right? So you think that those feelings would have diminished. Not, not for me because I, and this is why I think that you can be happy for an ex, but it's very case dependent. It's dependent on a couple of different things. But I was just thinking to myself, you know, selfishly, I'm like, this, this guy doesn't deserve to have <laughs> a new baby. <laughs> he doesn't deserve the happiness of a new baby. Mm. And that's yeah, shitty to you. Even talking, but so I think it's dependent on a couple of things. The, the, the way the relationship ended yeah. and Maybe a small part of it, uh, how long it's been since you were together. 
Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think like there's a sense of like when somebody says, can you be happy for your ex? And if somebody's like, no, I'm not. There's like this, everybody assume it, it comes out of jealousy. It says, no, yeah. I'm not because I'm like jealous and I miss him or her. Yeah. Um, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's your case. It seems like you just don't like the person. You don't want There's him to be happy. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like a fuck you. You don't deserve this. Right, 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 right. Um. But that, that to me tells me you might need to be uh, working on, on yourself what? a little bit. Are you, suggesting, are you suggesting some therapy? Yeah, yeah. I think like you have unresolved issues issues with that. We've been there. We've been there and we've done that. You know? Everything. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, if, even if somebody is like shitty to you and, and whatever, I feel like if you do the work for you to just kind of get over it, no, but here's the thing, Julian. You don't have to get over it. You don't have to get over hatred. I think that, like, can't we just hate some people? Like, can't we just yeah. be forever bitter or forever? Uh, we can have those feelings. And for yeah, those. But like, that gives you cancer. Not really. No, it doesn't. Of course. Negative stuff, all that hatred, it well, gets stuck in your in you. And, and then, then it just, like, makes you a bitter person. Yeah, but then I feel like if if I were to get over that, like, just genuine disgust when I think about him. Yeah. I I would take a big piece of, of who I am away. <laughs> like, I just feel like this is a part of it. I can hate some people, Julian. I can exactly. hate Oh, so but so so another way to see that is you can be thankful for that because I at the same time also you're who you are. Yes. At the same right. time also thankful for the the experience. And it taught you how to whatever to find in a man and now you have a great man with a baby. So maybe thanks to yeah. his assholeness, you got whatever you're at. So basically you owe him. I oh ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Just my blood. Basically you owe him. And if I were you, I would send him a thank you note with maybe like some uh, some flowers and chocolate and be like, I you know, you taught me so much. Thank you so much. Now I need to therapize that response out of my body. This um, is your sciatica act up again. Yeah, my sciatica is acting oh up my in my nose. I can't believe I can't believe I'm gonna be one of those guys. Oh yeah. I can't believe that's gonna be me. Yeah. Hey, just just be thankful that you still have your hair. And yeah. Well, I take medicines yep. for it. Yeah, but that but I that was that was what preventative. It's like I get Botox, but preventative Botox. Ah. It's not like. It's like I got the I got the wrinkles. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're losing your, you're actively losing your hair. Like you're just doing well, it. I was, I was. I mean, we're drifting in a whole other subject, but I don't mind sharing. I was, and then I was on this French show, and it's my mom one day who looks at the TV, and then I was next to her, and she's like, "What the fuck is happening to your hair?" And I was like, "Huh?" And then I went to see this uh, this my hair guy back in the day in Lyon, and he looks at the top of my head, and he's like, "Um." It's thinning out, my man. I was like, really? And like, yeah. And there's nobody ever told you. I was like, no. I was like, yeah, because people don't want to say anything. So, or it didn't happen. Do you have pictures of when you were on the French show? Yeah, but it did. It. It's the same as what I am now, but it isn't like I, you could see the hairline kind of receding compared to what I had when I was like 20, right? Okay. And so then I got on like um, finasteride. What's it called? Finasteride. It's like the generic for a propecia. Right. Oh, shit. Okay. But like, I, I figured, like, I'm sure you can ask Jared about this. Like, I didn't realize that, like, literally 70 to 80% of men are on that medicine. Literally, everybody you, is. I heard you uh, lose your sex drive when this you... 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1%. 1
what one percent people like lose their sex drive or like can't even get hard yeah really yeah is that why is that why bald dudes who who, who said this bald the dudes bald are horny was it my friend lauren no or did we talk about this in the podcast i'm losing it um that bald men have a bigger sex drive have you heard this uh, maybe it's because nobody dates them so they're actually just horny bald dudes are in porns a lot yeah i mean also i, I don't know because like if you if you look at like everybody who's kind of juicing ends up being bald for some reason and i'm sure that juicing makes your sex drive higher as well so like is he shredded the bald guy in the porn that you watch i don't watch i'm not thinking <laughs> yeah you're the I'm one saying that porn that i've watched i'm just saying like in general like i've seen a lot of like bald men porn stars like it was even depicted on sex in the city um like the older episodes like she she hooked up with a um i think he was a penis model or something like that mm. uh slash porn star at a porn convention samantha hooked up with him and he was bald mm. so i don't know yeah i don't know i mean a lot of guys that i know that are on this medicine have no issues i don't have any issues either yeah. All right. Well, my, my sex drive gets more um, uh, affected by my daily mood, or like if I feel like I have shit to do, or if I feel stressed about something. That will, that will. I have a higher sex drive when I had like a great day, or like oh, I book something. Life is good. That's usually. Yeah. But if there's a, even a hint of something bothering me, or my mind is thinking, as I get older, especially, it definitely drops. Mm. Yeah. But mine's anyways, your ex, huh? Mine's coming back. Like I had oh, uh, Jared must be happy after a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're doing really well. Like it's been a, like on a daily basis again. Ah, is, great. Yeah. Wait, like your vagina is all healed up? Oh no, you didn't do the vagina thing. Yeah, exactly. So it was never. It was just the. It was just the hormones and whatever. And now that I've, I'm like losing weight. I feel a little more confident. confident. In my body. Uh, so more, maybe more willing to. To to give it up Damn, that, that's awesome did you did you still use that coconut oil like did you, did you buy more oh, I, no and by the way i never used the coconut oil i yeah. never used it just i never spit. used it just straight spit i'm not gonna talk about that <laughs> i'm not gonna talk about that <laughs> jesus Listen, anyway I, you know i still hope that he knows that i'm the one who helped him out in this situation he'll never, sure know. He'll tell him. he'll never know he'll never know that whatever He's my guy. He's my bro. I'm. I'm glad I helped. I helped the bro out. Yeah, you guys have never met yet, but no, no you, you know, he was nice. I spoke to him on the phone. He was great. Yeah. Actually, if you if you ever, I mean, not that he thinks about it, but I'm sure if he ever asks you what happened to me, tell him we found out. We found. Yeah. We figured out what happened. You know, because I'm sure every night he asks you, "Hey, how's Julian doing? How's Julian doing? Yeah, yeah. So every you can let him know now. That's the question. I'm like, why are you so interested? Mm -hmm. Well, it's just the medical, you know. Right. Um, so back to why Let's get back to our topic. I know. How did that happen? Um, so, so yeah. Can you be happy for an ex? I, I, we, I don't know. Is this something that we agree on? I feel like it's, it depends on what kind of closure you had. Like if you had like a really shitty ending uh, yeah. with somebody, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way that you can be happy. I think, listen, it depends on what end you are of the, of the who ended. Right. So like if you were madly in love with your ex or whatever, and then, they broke up with you because they were over you or for any reason they broke up with you. It might be harder for you as a person to be ha genuinely happy for them. I, I, you know, this makes sense. But yeah. like me, when I think of my relationships, 
I've considered that I had three long three, relationships, three like very like actual, you're the only person, that's it, right? The yeah. dating someone for two months to me is not considered like a relationship. A and relationship. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and out of those three, the first one we ended because I had to move to Canada to go study and we we're 17 and that was my first, first girlfriend, first love yeah. and it just didn't work. And eventually she got a new boyfriend. They traveled the whole world. Super happy for her. All yeah. like, I, could, I could literally be with her right now in my house and nothing would happen. Like yeah. I had no interest whatsoever. And like sometimes she messaged me actually recently because she's a, she's a, sexo- a sexologist now in France. And, oh, wow. um, and she, uh, she is about to start her own podcast. And she I saw that I had one with you. And she's like, hey, I just had some questions. So anyways, I was very happy to hear from her. And then my second girlfriend, it ended... I had to end it. That was a part of a toxic one, toxic relationship. I found out she was married like two, three years ago. Ah, Couldn't care less. Super happy for her. I'm like, great. You find someone. That's amazing. But how long has it been since you guys were together? About 10 years. Okay. Okay. And then the last one, um, same. The last one, it ended because I fucked up because again, it was a, a kind of a very toxic one. And I think right after me, she got literally like a year later, she 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 got pregnant from her ex and they started like having a baby she's in montreal now and um honestly even a year later when she kind of got pregnant i was like oh i'm so glad that she moved on and that she actually uh you know got what she wanted in a relationship because i wasn't giving it to her giving yeah. it to her. so i i've never felt that thing for an ex where i'm like um you know uh, oh, uh, like I'm I'm not happy for them. I have felt that hate that you mentioned for an ex friend of mine who fucked oh, me over, okay. and him. Like as much as I don't think about it, something good happened to him. You'd be like, still fuck that guy, right? I'm kind of like I'm yeah, I'm kind of like ah, life's unfair. Like you don't deserve this shit, right? You know? Right. And that's okay to live with that. You don't have to go to therapy to work that out of your system. No, I but like- I mean, you need to go to therapy for other stuff too. You have so many. So many stuff. <laughs> I feel like it's good to hold on to some anger. <laughs> Definitely not. There's one thing. That's how you create a murder. No, it's motivating. I feel like if you, you know. To murder someone, yeah. No, listen to this. The anger that I felt for my ex-husband motivated me to leave, um, leave the marriage in the first place, get a job. Uh, in New or move to New York without having a, a full time set position, full time job in New York, and set up a new life there. Like that was a motivating force in my life. So I do yeah. think that like you can hold on to some anger and for it to to be productive instead of something that's gonna give you cancer, as you say. No, I hear you, but I feel like in terms of where you are now, it, to me, it's weird that it made you angry. All this time ago, like if you were living in the dump homeless and you see your ex thriving after he fucked you up, fucked you over, I could, I, this, I would understand it, but you're not, you're, you you have, you have a healthy child. You have, you have a, 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 a boy, a partner that's well, a husband, I guess that's, that's, you guys are living together. You have a good career. Like sure. Every, I don't, everything is, is roses for exactly. me. Exactly. So I just, yeah. Sure. But just because I'm I'm living fully happy doesn't mean I can still not say fuck that guy for real. Like he he made my life miserable for about three years and I actively chose not to have his child. Like mm. 
there was a conversation. He came back like one weekend from visiting a friend who had a baby and he was like, you know what? We should have a kid. And I was like, ha. Uh -huh. and, yeah. And I stayed on my birth control without him knowing about it because I knew that this was not going to be a long-term thing. And I knew that eventually this marriage was going to end. So why would I want to complicate things by bringing a child into the equation? So even after de actively deciding not to have a child with him, I still say, fuck you. But after finding out that he now has a baby with his new wife. And yeah, I mean, th that's, that's definitely coming from like an angry place and I'm okay. okay. But do, do you think people can grow? Maybe, maybe, you know, he was just a piece of shit with you. And that made him realize that's not how you can act. And that made him a better person now in a relationship. You know what I think it is? I, I think it's like when, when he, when I found out that he got married yeah. again, no, no reaction. Good for you. You know, whatever. I think it's because bringing a baby into the world and something that's so innocent to me is maybe infuriating to, to, to think about because this kid knowing all the bullshit that this kid is probably going to have to see in this marriage is infuriating to me because I know what he's like. I know what he's like to be in a relationship with. I know the toxicity. Oh, you don't think he's changed? I don't think he's changed at all. No, because it's happened to two wives <laughs> before this third one. This is his third marriage. In so, French, we say jamais deux sans trois. So we say never two without three. Wow. So it's wow. like, it didn't work out the first time, it didn't work out the second time. Yeah, third one. Jamais deux, c'est trois? Jamais deux, sans trois. Sans trois. Yeah, so it's like, it's like you know, if you, if you fuck up once, you fuck up twice, it could be in anything. Like, oh, you fuck up your pasta the first time, you fuck up. And then the third one, but, eh, jamais deux, sans trois. Wow, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. Never two without three. Exactly. That's, that's true. That's true, too. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, how did Jared feel about you being jealous and angry about your ass? Not, not jealous. Jealous? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, no. It's not It's not jealousy. It's just straight up anger. And yeah, how did you feel? I mean, he could tell that. He could tell that I didn't. I didn't really get get into it with him because again, I didn't want him to think that like, ooh, like I was, I, I was sad that I was missing out on that life. Mm -hmm. um, but I did tell him I was like, he doesn't deserve a baby. Like he doesn't deserve like a happy baby. Like he does, you know, he deserves. I mean, listen, like he has two kids already who are great kids, um, but to to have a third with like a new wife and like all the happiness that comes with it, I don't think he deserves it. I really don't think that he's lived a life that deserves the happiness and joy that a baby can give. I mean, you just said his two other kids are are great. So maybe he's a shitty husband, but a good father. I would say he's a great father. Okay, then, then don't feel bad for the kid. No, I do feel bad for the kid because those kids were witness to all of his toxicity. And that's why I say like this his kid toxicity in, in, in relationships to, to what? His toxicity in relationships? Yes. 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 Okay, well, okay. So yes. listen, my dad's an amazing person, but he's shitty at relationships. And and I turned out pretty fine. Like I've he he had he had he had a, a baby with his first we'll say wives, then he had me with his second, uh, who actually my mom was my sister's babysitter. Oh wow. Yeah, so my dad left with a babysitter, had me. And oh. then, 
and then he left my mom my mom had they all like they had a shitty relationship and then now he has a wife he has another baby who's five years old with some a woman who's 20 it was like 20 years younger than him um and me yeah. seeing seeing all that and seeing both how it affected my mother and how my dad lives his life as much as i love him and i think he's uh he's always been a, you know overall like obviously there's no, there's no such thing as the perfect dad because there's always stuff that you know that you wish you had or whatever but um that actually helped me out into realizing what i don't want in my sure but, so, but, but then again let me also ask you this you, you think there's no residual damage that that you might have experienced after seeing all course. the that your dad has well, had. well no I, I mean it, listen i it, it showed me a different way of how I should be treating my partner. That's definitely okay. the positive. And it showed me that like, if you keep, if you keep being in a certain, uh, if you keep behaving in a certain way, constantly with women and stuff like that, you end up at a certain age alone, or you end up at a certain age with not necessarily the person that you would have wanted because you were whatever, all that stuff. But it has definitely affected me as well in terms of, uh, you know, um, uh, like whatever, if I look at my views on marriage, for example. Yeah, you know that, that that's that's the result of of just relationships and stuff, huh? Okay, but but so you are very I would what I would describe you as emotionally intelligent. Like you're very good at analyzing your own emotions and where yeah, they come absolutely. from. And I think this podcast maybe has has helped you along with that. It's definitely helped me along with that to like mm -hmm. figure out where some issues come from. A lot of people aren't like that. No, definitely. a lot. Of have the damage that manifests itself like later on in their lives and they don't know where it comes from but it comes from a place like that like watching your parents like have failed relationship after failed relationship or seeing the fighting in the household etc and that's why i i feel horrible for that kid because i know what she's in for and like hopefully hopefully the, his wife will be able to i don't know um handle it in, in, a, in a way that's not toxic for the kid, but you've, you've heard me say this before and I forget what the expression is. A leopard, a leopard doesn't change its spots or whatever, stripes. God, I hate this, this, one. I hate this so much. And you butcher it every time, whatever it is. I know that's not the saying, but no, but, but is here's the thing. For here's the thing. Kids in like a good, healthy relationship, like parents have a good relationship, are still somewhat damaged or bothered okay. by something. So there's always okay. going to be. Yeah, we all have damage in some way that comes from somewhere, but that doesn't help, you know? No, yeah, for sure. I mean, so, 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 what, what, so then I guess it, it's the classic thing of it's not black or white. So basically, it depends how it ended and who ended. Yeah. Now, if if you were the, with a if if he was a nice man and you had a great relationship and he ended it because he was just straight up like, listen, I'm no longer in love with you, and you were heartbroken by this, do you think that you would be happy for him? Yes, yes, I would be happy for him because there, you know, I've been broken up with before by people who who don't feel a connection or. Um, we're just in two different places or circumstances, circumstances didn't line up, didn't work in our favor and things ended. Even if I still had feelings for the person after that relationship ended. Um, yeah, I, I can, I, I can, I have the maturity of, of being happy for that person, even though I didn't get in my way, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but it's funny. Like I, I feel like the uh, the relationships that I look back on with the most bitterness are the shortest ones. Really? And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's the ones that have been like long term. Like I was in a relationship, not long term, but like I was in a relationship with somebody for nine months, mm-hmm. um, for a year, and the relationship just it, it ran its course. So, yeah. and we both ended things amicably. And I and he has a new girlfriend now, and I couldn't be happier for him. We still we still talk. Like I still talk to a couple of uh, people I've dated, just because I respect them and um, maybe just value them as people instead of somebody who, you know, I was I was intimate with at that at that moment. So I don't know. I mean, like 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 you for example, if you got married tomorrow, I'd be like, yes, yeah. No, I hear you. Congratulations. That's funny because to me, I feel like if it's something that lasted three weeks, I, I'm even even more detached of what happened to them. No, not three weeks. I'm talking about like a like a couple of months. Yeah. Three weeks I wouldn't mm-hmm. really call that. That that's just like you went on a few dates. Yeah. I mean, it's an, I can I'm I'm thinking of this uh one girl that I dated for about six months and it was super casual. She was yeah. awesome. She was really cool. Um, and I think I was just not in a headspace where I just wanted anything too, too serious. So I, I like keeping it uh, casual. And it's one of those relationships, you know, where it kind of slowly drifted apart. Like it goes from like texting every day to texting every three days to suddenly once a week to then. To then. Not. Yeah. Um, but we always stayed very friendly and uh and then after that she ended up like think moving back to her hometown because she got back she was talking to her ex again and then she actually um and then she ended up getting pregnant from her ex and they ended up like whatever and i was also super happy for her when she got pregnant you know and didn't work out with her with her ex actually she moved back here on her own um and i remember like I genuinely like liked her as a person and I was like, oh, she's struggling. She's alone with the baby. So I remember like just checking in once in a while. And and now she's been in a relationship, I think, for a year with this guy who seems to love her daughter. And uh, I couldn't be happier for her because she's, she's a good person. So like even those type of relationships, six months of hanging out, I don't I didn't feel any. I don't think I've ever had any, especially now, any like true bitterness for an ex. Well, that's good. Um, so it looks like you don't have to go to therapy for that. No, I have to go to therapy for other stuff. For other reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So I I think we kind of answered the question, right? Yeah. I mean, again, it's case by case. Yeah. But I do think if you've been fucked over, I could see how it's like just, just a little bit of like, yeah, you don't deserve it. Yeah. You know, but I don't think, I don't think. The way you set it up at first, it, it sounded like it prevents you from sleeping at night, but I don't think that's the oh, case. God, it's no. just like it's just like ah, no, it's just like a bit fuck it, you know. About it, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the reaction that I had. I'm like, really, really, he's having a baby in December, like after I had, you know, my baby in November. Like, what the fuck? You know what yeah. I mean? No, 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 no. Of course. Can I have just like a moment of happiness, like just that that's mine. Anyway, um, so I th- I know we had do we have questions? We have questions, right? Yeah, there's one for you actually. I don't have I don't have the list. There's there's no, one no, for no, you. No, it says no. I will ask you the question. Okay. okay. 
So this yep. one's from Andrew. Uh, Jen, how did your relationship change from change from pre-pregnancy versus pregnancy versus post-pregnancy? Is there anything you wish you would have known going into it? Yes, you wish you would have known that coconut oil is very essential to the success of your relationship. <laughs> can we, we stop jerking off your man who's been so good to you? Uh, can we just stop with the coconut oil? Um, how did my relationship change from pre-pregnancy to pregnancy? To post-pregnancy. Okay. So pre-pregnancy, and it's funny because like Jared and I were just having this conversation a couple nights ago. Pre-pregnancy, um, I feel like we were we were in a good place. Uh, we were still, I would say, casually seeing each other. Like we had just made that jump into a committed relationship, maybe about, I don't know, a couple of months before. Um, and I was always exclusive with him, but like this was like a a, a okay, you're now my boyfriend. Like this is a committed yeah. relationship. Uh, a couple of months before I got pregnant. And I don't know. I mean, things happen very fast. Uh, We really had to evaluate like where the relationship was headed. Um, We didn't have that much time, to be honest, to think about it. We took that trip to to Cabo to to decide, you know, what we were going to do. And I just I thought to myself, like this, this is somebody who I had always dreamed of being with. Mm -hmm. Um, He's good to me. He has everything that I value in somebody else. Um, so it got, it got, I would say, exponentially more serious very quickly. Um, yeah, I would say like, you know, yeah, we were just, we, we, were, we were fun and sexual and all that stuff like pre-pregnancy. And then during pregnancy, it was very emotional. Uh, yes. We I think grew a lot closer during pregnancy. Um, he, he saw me at my worst. Yeah. For sure. I mean, he, you know, I was, how many times did I, did I, did I fart in front of him? I can't, I mean, there were so many, like so many times. Um, that's so one thing. That's one thing. And that's one thing with my, 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 my girl and God, uh, I'm so happy she's like that, but I don't think right. she will ever, ever fart in front of me. Until you knock her up. No, 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 no. She's she can't. She physically can't. Oh, she, oh, but oh, but you physically will, Julian. I, you can't help it. I. No, it's, it's not in her. It's not in her behavior. She will. I'm pretty sure if she ever has to, she will leave my apartment to say that she needs to go for a walk and go fart outside. But she'll no, never do it. They time. slip out. They slip out when you're laughing. They slip out when you're coughing. They slip out when you're just walking around. Yeah, maybe you. Maybe you have a loose butthole. What can I say? <laughs> what can um, i say oh my god how much you've made me mad at least five well, times like yeah. like feeling mad during yeah this because i'm in physical pain and when i'm in physical pain i want other people to, to have a shit day too. <laughs> uh and then after pregnancy uh i would say we're getting back into a pre-pregnancy state like we're we're you know maybe more explorative sexually now we're like i don't know i feel like we can um, do you know reconnect as a couple? Yeah. Uh, but it's di- it is different. I mean, it's different now. Like you know, we do have the baby, and and a lot of our time is spent on the baby. Yeah. But I, I, I think mean, overall, that- it seems like you went from like more of a you know central like pre-pregnancy was like sensual fun. 
pregnancy was like, okay, this is going to be darker. And because you guys made, made it through it, now you're back to fun, but it's so much deeper because you went through so much together that now it's like, you know, you're stronger than before. I would say it's even better now because, you know, we have this bond. Yeah. Um, and now Fun we're getting pregnancy back. So it's, it's, I would say it's even, even better than it was when we first started out. It might've been new and novel and like, you know, someone new at first, but you know, we were also something. during a pandemic, like how normal can a, can a relationship yeah. be under those circumstances? You guys, you guys made it through that. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know if you got dolled up or get to make up for the podcast itself, but it is, I think it's, it's good because I keep hearing, and I know that happened to to my, my father with his wife. Let's let's baby like women tend to become mothers eventually and yeah. stop being women or wives or or partner. Yeah. And, and you know, as much as it sucks, because guys, you know, we understand where you're coming from, but there's still this like kind of physical attraction that we need in the sense of like, you know. So the fact that. I hope, I don't know, but the fact that you're still like kind of, you know, getting dolled up or getting your nails done, I'm sure that's very appreciated by him because it's like, like there was, there were a few months, um, you know, at the end of the pregnancy and then especially after that I was walking around in yoga pants and dusters all day, like covered in baby puke, breast leaking, like, you know, no, I hear you. I hear you. But also, no, I hear you because like we're not expecting you to be right back day two. But yeah. I think like a month or two in when you're like, okay, now it's time for me to like take care of myself again. You went yeah. to the gym and stuff. And that for sure is very attractive to him. Yes. After so you pass you for getting, getting it done. You start to feel better about yourself. Like you start to feel, I feel more like myself now than I have in months. That's great. So, yeah, we're, we're taking advantage of that. All right. What's the next question? Um, I think or, it's just me. Question. Can I ask you that? I'll ask you the question. Yeah, sure. Julian, is it easier or harder to pick up girls after telling them you're a model? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, It's actually harder. It's harder? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. First of all, I I hate saying that I'm a model because I feel like that does not define me at all. No, I would Um, agree. I, I, I am... I mean, I am an actor who models on the side. Um, modeling has never been my career. It's never yeah. been something that I was motivated about. The only thing motivating about it is the moolah. Yeah. So that's it. It's like if I if I was getting paid 20 bucks an hour modeling, I would not be modeling. Even if it means I'm being on billboards. I was like, I don't want to do this. Right. Right. That's um, so and still now it's still like just to make some money. Um, so. I wouldn't call myself a model. Yes, I have modeled a lot, but I, that's not that's not what I'm doing. Uh, Wait, slash model is that what you you what? Like, slash model? Do you yeah. say a model? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like I'm an actor and I model on the side. Yep. Okay. Because an actor, at least there's a there's a craft to it. There's an actual passion there. I don't mind being defined as an actor because I genuinely love it. Like I still take classes. I was in class last yeah. night just because I just love doing it. Um, but no, it's harder because. So I guess when you're a bit younger, it's fine just because it's like, oh yeah, he's a model. He's doing this, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But like everybody has like their own idea of what you are. And like, if you're a model automatically, all you eat is salads. All you do is work out and look at yourself. That's pretty yeah. much the, the three right. thing. And you are dumb as hell, right? Yeah. Vain and, vain and probably a little insecure and just way too focused on the physical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and listen, I've met some guy and girl model that are, you know, very pretty 
and good looking. And they're not like that. They're all very business oriented and they're all very smart. But I had definitely met some guy models that are dumb. And I've met some girl models that are obsessed about taking pictures. I always remember this. I was in Tulum shooting uh, for this sunscreen company. And I was one guy with three girls. And there was one girl who is now quite a big model. She's very successful. This Japanese girl, cool as shit. She would get the pictures and then just go hang out. And then at night, like sip whiskey with the photographer and I am just like cracking jokes. And there was this other one who you could tell is, is had a little bit of success, but was dying a little bit. And she's just like, not, I mean, I guess whatever, I guess she's, she, 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 she works, but not as much as what she wanted. She's in the sunset of her career. That's what you're saying. Huh? In the sunset of her career. Yeah, so or just like not as much, not as, not as demanded as you would want. And after two days of shooting for two days in Tulum, we had like half a day off. So everybody was like, oh, let's go. There's like a cenotes. Let's go hang out. Let's go eat something. Let's go like not shoot. And she went up to the photographer and she's like, can we go shoot on the beach? And I was just like, ew. Yeah. Ew. You've been doing this for two days shooting. Like you need more pictures of you in your bikini. And yeah. taking selfies in between sets, and that was uh, just disgusting. So, yeah, so to me, like, I, I don't think it's 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 uh, it, it hasn't helped one bit because, especially in a place like LA, where a lot of people are good looking and a lot of people yeah. are vain. When somebody knows that I'm modeling, uh, they're kind of like, oh God, he's a model. He's for sure like this. But then when they start to speak to me, they they um, they're like, oh okay, oh no, he's not like this. Yeah, um, yeah. But the last point I'll make about that is like everybody in LA is a model, you know? know. Yeah, I'm a model. Like you see them on Instagram, they look like shit and they have fashion model in their bio. Right. right. Like you're, I don't know what fashion model you are, but you're, it's not the same fashion. And, um, and I think that's one of the reasons why people also have like, because I have the same thing when a girl says i'm a model and my and i don't think she looks like a model i'll be like are you an instagram model because like you yeah. know this, like, what is this yeah uh, but the attitude changes definitely like if somebody knows i'm a model they assume i'm a, some type of loser but then when they figure out that i've done some quite some big jobs and and then i've you know done some some solid modeling jobs they'll be like oh shit oh no okay he's actually like yeah so that or that also changes right yep so I was, on, I was on a kick where I dated, this is right after my divorce. Uh, I moved to New York and started dating just like every model that you, yeah. could, you could think of Eastern European models, Brazilian models. Like I was on a fucking tear and they were all the same, oh, all, yeah. all of them. And that's why like it turned me off from models forever because I was like, there's, there's like nothing behind the face. Like there's nothing that I can actually connect to. Yeah. You, you look good with your clothes off, but Outside of that, I don't know that you, there's no, that to me, there's like just no appeal. Yeah. So answer that question is, uh, I guess it was a little bit harder. It doesn't help that people know your model. No, I would deliberately stay away from that. Like at, toward the end of, uh, whenever I was on the, the dating apps, I would stay away from men who describe themselves as models. Yeah. Or if they were clearly like modeling sh photos of them in mm. their profile be like, oh, yeah, that's a big no, no. Uh, this um, is from Cindy. How do you begin a conversation with someone you're casually dating about defining the relationship? Oh, I think I, we've talked about this. We have talked about it. Um, about it before. 
Um, there's no easy way of doing it. Oh, but no, because she says about defining, not about making it like, ma- not about making it official being in relationships. Like how do you start a conversation? So you have an understanding of where you guys are standing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like where are we or what are we kind of conversation? Right. Ugh, I feel like I would be more direct and you'd probably have like some weird like test that you would do. Oh, I so. Let me, I mean, I'm going to say this. And, and if, and if his answer is this, then that means that. I'm too old for, for tests. Okay. The, la- the last couple situations I've been in, I've, I've been very direct. I've said, so, you know, I like you a lot. Um, but I would, I would kind of, I kind of want to know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually I would get a straight up answer. Like, uh, so some guys would say, well, yeah, I see a future in this. So let's just keep it going. And some guys that I've that I've been with have said, I, I'm not in the headspace uh, for a relationship right now. So you know that information now. Do with it what you will. Yeah. And then I would be like, well, this isn't for me. Sorry. And it was it was fine. Um, the worst thing you can do, I think, is is lead someone on to believe that there's something bigger yeah. in the future when there's not. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, but not everybody, not everybody sometimes. I think, I think not everybody, first of all, me, I don't work well under pressure at all. So when, when somebody starts to put definitions or parameters up, you, you, it, it auto, as much as I can like the person, it kind of automatically okay. makes me shut down. Yeah. I don't like the pressure. I feel like we have so much pressure on our daily life when it comes to work, making money, paying rent and all that stuff that I don't want my relationship to be something else that I have to think of. Sure, but you have to be accountable for other people's feelings too. Of course, of course. But like that, that also to me, that also comes from being, you know, um, like letting them know by your action where you stand. I feel like I, I at least I feel like, for example, with my girlfriend right now, I feel like she's never had to doubt where we were standing. We never had a conversation about where we were at, and it naturally progressed and simply because i never had to doubt where she was standing and i'm pretty sure she never had to doubt as much as i'm not the most expressive person when it comes to my actions they're there yeah but when it works it works right like both exactly. of you are on the same page so you don't really have to ask and that's the beauty of like what that's the beauty of relationships like or or when it really matches up is you don't have to have those conversations like no. The, the people, you know, one person isn't constantly wondering what, what headspace the other person's in because you're very much in sync and mm-hmm. how you feel about each other. And it's very much uh, equal and, and, and balanced. Yeah. That's so I guess the answer to that question is like, just kind of ask. Just ask. Just, just, just go for it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you don't get the answer you want, it's going to serve you for the better and be like, okay, well, great. I, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. So it's kind of like, just, just, uh, just, just say, Hey, I just want to know where you stand. Right. But I do feel like it's, it's better to say, Hey, I just want to know, like, where do you stand? Um, what, what, like, where do you think we're at is stronger than yeah. saying, Hey, where do you stand? Because this is what I want. And I want to be in a relationship with you and, and like this, because automatically, especially if you are a woman saying that to a guy, we're like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Things were going great. I'm, I'm so confused. Like now that's not enough. That's not enough. 
I don't Fuck, know. Uh, I got to do more. No, I, I don't think I can do more. That's so much. Right. We're, we're, we're kind of dumb. Uh, so like if you forced us to do something, we don't want to do it. I think it's just like sack up. Like if you don't want to be in a relationship, then say, I don't really, I don't want to be in a relationship right now and just be, be honest with the other person. And that's yeah. it. Well, you're separate. That's way. not the question. That's not her question. That's not no. her question. Is not like if About, you want to be in a relationship. Yeah, but I'm what talking about if you want to know where you stand, yeah. then just ask where you stand. Yeah. And if you are looking for a relationship in the future with this person, ask where you stand. But I personally wouldn't come right off the gate saying, where do we stand? Because I want to be in a relationship with you. I want to be serious and stuff. Hear where he stands. If you yeah. like where he stands, if he's like, oh, well, I mean, I love what we're doing. I think this is awesome. And, you know, who, who knows what it brings? I, I would take that because there's a big chance that it would just naturally grow into a relationship. Yeah. If you, like, basically think about tricking us. You got to trick us into getting into the relationship. As much, we yeah. might want to be in a relationship, but as soon as we have, feel that pressure of, oh, this is what we got to do, we're already doing it. It's just yeah. now you're making it, so we're so aware of it that it's like, oh, fuck, we might take a step back. There's always a reason that somebody asked that question in the first place, and it comes from a place of insecurity, I would say. Yeah. Like, I mean, also, if you have to ask where you're standing, it means that you're getting mixed signals. That, thank you. Exactly. That's that's all I was saying. So ask. Right. Just ask. We Just have ask. one more. Yeah, we have time for one more. Okay. You read it. Just this long. is from Angie. Uh, the guy I'm seeing now is great, but we fight a lot for it being so new between us. Most of it's cultural nuance and miscommunication that's quickly resolved in discussions that I think are really healthy. And the fights never truly get heated at this point, but it's still worrying me because I don't want a relationship that I'll always be fighting in. Mm. Are these disagreements just growing pains or do you think they're red flags? Great question. That's awesome. That's a good one. Ooh, I've been... I've been on the on the side of both. I mean, uh, yeah, I would say every relationship that I've been in that's turned out to be toxic. Yes, uh, there are. There's definite evidence from the beginning that things aren't going to go in the right direction. You do. I mean, you like Jared and I, for example, I would like to think we have a very happy, successful, thriving relationship. We didn't have our first fight until like six months in. And it wasn't even like a big one. Uh my my the ex that I lived with for two years, who was extremely abusive, uh, we would fight from the jump, like probably at least once a week about something. Uh, so, yes, I would say those are definite red flags. And personally, I wouldn't I I wouldn't stick around no. for what's ahead because I don't think it's not it's anything good. Uh, yeah, but there's this. Those two words to me that are important, cultural nuances and miscommunication. Okay. So, you know, if, if, if she's American and she's dating somebody from the Middle East, there's going to be a culture difference that needs to be explained. Um, just like from me being French, there's culture differences in my relationship and they need to be talked. So... I, 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 I'm not really lying towards the laying towards the, oh, I need to end this because if they're good, but their issues are strictly due to a cultural differences, they, and they're, I think you, 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 you end this relationship. If none of you are willing to make an effort to understand, like if you want to be, well, this is why I was raised and this is what I know. And that's, 
that's it. That's what you get. Then yeah, end it. But if both of you are able and open to learn about this culture and figure out how they do things and see if it works for you and both take a step towards each other's culture, I actually think it could be very, very enriching. But yeah. it takes groundworks, which is what they're doing, which is establishing their boundaries and establishing all these differences to know, right? So that if, if he says something that to him is totally normal in his culture and she gets offended by it, they talk about it. And now he knows that, you know, he shouldn't say that. And then she knows that when he says something like that, it means this, right? As long as it leads to a productive conversation and the, and the arguments are de-escalated pretty quickly. Like if, yeah. if, if you're not coming to some kind of solution when you're having these fights, then yeah, that's, that's a red flag. But if, if they lead to productive conversations and, and you use that in the future, uh, then those are just building blocks. I think so. I think, I think like if it's fairly new, it's too early to end it. And I don't think it's a red flag yet. Uh, I think it's like you just have more work to do because you have, you're dating somebody that's in, from a different culture. So they, you have different values. So build on that explore what their values are and then down the line maybe two three months from now three six months if it keeps happening and you realize your values are too different that's when you leave but yeah you could still be with somebody that have totally different cultures just depending on how open-minded you are i actually think it's awesome to date another some in different culture because you're learning so much yeah but it's so much easier to date someone of the same culture because you don't have to make an effort you guys are all on the same page that's why like you know, Muslims, that's why Muslims marry Muslim Jewish people, marry Jewish people. And, and just because it's like, we already know. We already know how the family's going to be. We already know every Friday we're doing this. We already know. It's so much easier than learning. Yeah, I mean, I think there's differences even between the same culture. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, there's, there can be differences of family values, whatever, religious beliefs, um, cultural differences. That's That's... That's even more complicated. But if, like, like we said, if you can resolve it um, in a productive way, then then it can be a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Then it is. It is growing pains. But if if the if it turns into something that's like nasty and uh, and hurtful, just for the sake of being hurtful, just for, for the sake of hurting each other. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I don't think that's what she meant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, great. I'm going to go to a chiropractor now. Okay, you go do that. I'm going to yeah. go water my plant. Um, Your baby. As usual, if you have any any burning questions send that them, you need send to Send them our way. Send them our way. Awesome. DM the shit out of us. Yeah. And we'll read the questions on the next episode of X Appeal. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, we'll see you next week. Hoda Media Production.